intro. Welcome to MZBC, the podcast for the date today, Mike, is May 27th, 2022. Had a look on my calendar. It is. I have no idea what the day is. is. Friday, the 27th, 2022, coming to you live from the Reclaim Lair Studios at Mount Zion Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Georgia. Mike and Russell make our return. We're back to the podcast. <laughs> we have hey, we have came back. I told the kids at Mount Zion High School a couple of weeks ago that like I really want to come and do FCA every week. If I had my choice, I would be here multiple times a week hanging out with y'all. But if I don't show up, please know that it's not just the fact that uh, I don't like you and I don't love you. But life just gets busy, and I feel like sometimes the podcast uh, catches the life just gets busy it part does. of our thing uh, the last couple of times we tried to get together for whatever reason it just has not worked out and so um but we're here now we're here in in a week where um man it's been a crazy week everything going on in this world there's been uh parts of this week where i, don't, I won't say i questioned my faith because that would be that would be too much i didn't do that but there have been parts of this week where you look around and go god what in the world is what is happening like what is happening it's um, like did you take Take a week off or something. <laughs> yeah, do you just let you out fishing somewhere? Oh man, um, with the with the everyone. And God's like, I'm out. I'm packing my bags. I'm out of here. And then I was studying yesterday, and I was reading about Abraham or Abram, and before God mm-hmm. changed his name, and um, and just the provision that God had in his life to where him, when him and Lot had their dispute, and and God and Abraham went to Lot and said, Look, man, we're family. Like we. We, um, we just need to get along. So if getting along means you go your way and I go my way, then that's what we're going to do. And it says that Lot chose to go one direction because the river and everything and the garden that he saw out there looked really pretty. And it ended up being in the direction of Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> and that's where Lot ended up at. And I was thinking about how God um, just allows these crazy things to happen in our lives and people's lives. And the whole time he's sovereign over the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like he knew what was going to become of Sodom and Gomorrah. He knew exactly where Abraham needed to be um, in the part where, where he eventually ended up. And just with everything going on this week, he knows exactly where we are, mm-hmm. even when it seems just chaotic. And honestly, this week it just seems a little chaotic um, with everything <clears throat> happening. A guy asked me in class one time, it was probably along those lines of, what happened to those kids in Texas? Mm-hmm. Mainly, it was like, Mike, if, if somebody were to, you know, like a give you a choice or something of, between your son and, and you or something, and he said, what would you do? I said, I hope I'll never have the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. This, um, so, I mean, everyone, obviously, if you listen to this, unless you've been living under a rock, um, you, you, you heard about the shootings in Uvalde, Texas, and um, just other things going on this week in the world where people have just um, obviously been hurt and um, are living with just stuff that we can't even understand. And so then I started thinking about, well, what do we do? Like, how, what, what can you actually do, like, to, to make this thing different? Um, 
because all it does is it stirs up so many different um, emotions in people. Um, as a dad, like you're saying mm-hmm. right now, it really did affect the way. Um, as I dropped my kids off for the last, it was the last couple of days of school uh, this week, um, and so as I was dropping uh, my son off because my daughter got finished early. I really did, for the first time, just think, you know, I don't ever think anything's going to happen in my kid's school, but neither did those parents when they dropped their kids off that morning. Um, and it was just a weird thing that you even have to think that mm-hmm. way. It was kind of, it, it kind of reminded me of when, um, a couple of years back, when all the um, cop on African-American violence was going down, which mm-hmm. it still probably happens from time to time, but when it was really big a couple of years ago, um, and George Floyd case happened and we were having discussions with friends of ours and parents in the church and people that were saying yeah when my son goes out or daughter goes out I tell them look if you get pulled over you act this way and you do this and you do that and I thought well I've never ever been told that in my life and I've never even had to think about that or telling my son that Mm -hmm. and this kind of thing made that memory come back to me like I've never ever had to think about I hope my kids are safe at school Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that. It's crazy. Growing up, that would have never been a thought in my mind. I mean, when I was in high school, we had bomb threats like probably 20 times my senior year. But I think that was we thought it was really fun because we missed a bunch of class because people were calling. There weren't really bomb threats. It was just people trying to get us out of school. Yeah. And so there was like stuff happening, but it wasn't I don't think it was real like that. It's just a sad time in our world. And, and I, we said this on Wednesday night. I think that there's always a sad time happening in the world because always. there's always yeah. sin and there's always darkness, and there's always separation from God, and you can get discouraged with it, and you can just want to throw your hands up and say, I, I, I don't even know what to do, and that's the whole point. Like, it's we can't do anything. Like mm-hmm. We have to just keep our faith in God. We have to keep moving forward. We have to keep trusting that He is sovereign, that He is over all these things, and then His plan just kind of gets revealed to us. So I, I don't know why... Um, stuff like that happens and my i got a text from a family member that said why didn't god just strike that person down with a lightning bolt as they're walking in the door like he sees it happening why can't he just shoot and strike them down and mm-hmm. you know i didn't have an answer to that because uh, i wish he would have too you know I wish yep. he, but i didn't have an answer to that so it was just a it was a trying time uh this week and and we're so far away from it i couldn't imagine being those parents like the faith it would take and the um the anger you would feel and just, I don't know, you probably experience every emotion that there is when something like that happens. I was talking to a friend last night about it. Well, not about that. We talked on the phone, and that mm-hmm. kind of got brought up. He's got three kids, and his son is the same age as my son. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he said, "What? Well, I don't remember exactly word for word. Well, what are you going to do about the school stuff now? like well if it comes down to it i guess we'll homeschool you know if it that's mm-hmm. like but he said well what's gonna happen i was like well this this is what happens in the world humanity i said you can't get away from it mm-hmm. you cannot escape humanity because you are human and nobody is nobody's immune to the evil and sin and just like I was talking, we were talking Wednesday, that we see the bad in everything that happened in Texas. And I agree, it, it's mm-hmm. atrocious. It's sitting to happen. But at the same time, if there's bad, then like we talked about before, there's good to go with it. 
because you got to have something to compare it to to know what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see exactly what happened and what people are showing us, whether you look at it on internet or on the TV, however you get your news. I said, but God, the, God sees a bigger picture there. What that picture is, I have no idea because I don't see any good in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not God, right? So there's there's something in it. You know, I'm not saying there was any good acts in it, but there, there's some, there's a silver lining in there somewhere, but we may never see it. Mm. Now I'm not saying that people should go out and do, <laughs> you know, like you mentioned Wednesday. If great, if sin abounds more, grace abounds even over that. Mm-hmm. I was like, so if that's the case, should we just keep sinning? He said, no, absolutely not. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not agreeing with what happened. But there's a lot more evil going on in the world than we realize, and it's always been that way. It's just more accessible to people now. Mm-hmm. As you can, I mean, you can pull it up right there on your phone. But at the same time, again, if there's a lot of evil in the world, there's a lot of good, too. That's right. That's right. So we, we can't get just, like, even when we were talking about verses in the Bible that we just really can't comprehend, don't get stuck on that one thing. It's like, I'm not going to un- understand anything else in the Bible until I understand that. Well, you may never understand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's good and there's evil. We know that because the Bible tells me so. Yeah, and so the discussion becomes that when all these things happen, and it's sad that we have to say when all these things happen because it happened, it happens so many times, and then the world, uh, all other countries start looking at America and going, "What's wrong with y'all?" Like this only happens mm-hmm. in America. And it's almost true. It almost really does only happen here. The numbers are people just don't like school in America. Then, I'm telling <laughs> you, bro. The numbers are staggering. I mean, uh, if you were, like you just said, and I had the same thoughts, if you were to ask, let's just say a, a middle school kid, think back when you were in, like, what's middle school? Like, sixth grade or something? Yeah, six, seven, eight. If you were to ask a sixth grader, if you had a bomb, what would you do? What are they going to say? I'm going to blow up the school because mm-hmm. I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. Or if I had a bazooka. Yeah. I blow up the school because yeah. I don't want to go. Yeah, and kids don't. I mean, they, but we yeah, they, we didn't want to kill anybody. Mm-mm. But today, that is like a terroristic threat. Yeah, and it's a um, it's a. I mean, so what it creates the discussion in our society of mental health, which is huge, and I agree. Mental health is like this massive thing that, for so many years, you and I were not allowed. I say this, not you and I, men in general. I guess it was frowned upon for you to talk about your mental health, like, oh, what are you weak, you know, and all these things, mm-hmm. and guys don't cry and all this kind of stuff, which. If that was the case, I'm not a guy because I will cry at the drop of a hat. Uh, mm-hmm. Anytime I start talking about anything, like not even sentimental, just if I started, honestly, if I started talking about the, I'm not going to say the, uh, what did I say, the flourishing of our friendship or whatever you said I was. Blossom, the blossoming bloss- of our blossoming. friendship. If I, if I started telling <laughs> someone about how God has <laughs> grown you and I together as friends and they were not a believer or they were just someone else, it would it would stir up this type of emotion in me that I can't that I don't even control. It's just there, right? Yeah. Um, if I start talking about all these things God's done in my life, or even if it's not something God's done in my life, if it's just the way that um, me and my kids relate, I don't know. 
I'm just very like sentimental and those kind of things. And so we've gotten to the point now where people have taken it from where guys aren't allowed to cry to where it's the total, the, the pendulum has swung all the way to the other side to mm -hmm. where um, emotions like drive people. Like everything is emotion based and, and all these things. And so it does open up a discussion that definitely needs to be had about these kids that are having these mental issues that are being bullied in school or being picked on in school and all these things are happening in their life and no one's noticing and, and then laws allow them just to go out at, as soon as the day they turn 18 and buy these assault rifles and stuff that are meant for war that, you know, mm -hmm. people for the with the Second Amendment thing, they'll go out and fight all day for their rights, which I agree. You you should have the right to defend yourself or whatever. Do you need the right to defend yourself with an AR-15? I would hope the world never gets to a place where we need that again. We're there. But there were civil, <laughs> there were civil wars and there were things that happened in the mm -hmm. past that, I don't know. I'm not arguing either one of those points, but... I just know that there needs to be the discussion with people about the gospel because that is the only thing that is going to impact anything. Like mm -hmm. we can motivate someone and tell them how they should feel positive and they should try harder and work harder and all this stuff. And none of that's going to change that person's heart. None of that's going to change that person's outlook on the world, their perspective of who God is, and which is w what it all boils down to. Until you understand your the perspective of God, that, that God is good, that God is the creator of all that God does have a love for you, that sin is what separates us from God, and that Jesus is the only way back into that perfect relationship. Until you start to understand that in the smallest fragment, um, your heart's not going to change, and your outlook on life's not going to change, and you're going to continue to feel depressed and down about yourself and all of this stuff. But once you understand you're a child of the King, it, it, it changes. And so we, I said on Wednesday night, and I, and I guess it's going to be a recurring theme that we're going to have to keep saying, you I want to get down in these moments and say, God, where are you? Like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. And the whole time God is pushing us to show us this is how desperate times are. Like, this is how far away from the word, this is how far away from the relationship uh, that people have gotten. And this is what sin and depravity looks like and death. This and is it. This is yeah. it. And we're in the midst of it. And so we as the church, we have to... Um, we have to be even more motivated to go out and influence people with the gospel because it's the only thing that's going to help. When my, when, when my family member texted and said, you know, I know I'm not supposed to question God, which I think that is debatable. I think you can question God. Anything. Yeah, I, I, I think, think you can talk to God. Yeah, I think God doesn't care how small <laughs> or how big it is. You can bring it up to him and he's like, okay, I'm glad you questioned Cause that. Because he says, yeah. let's sit down and reason together. Yeah. Let's and talk. So I think you can ask God and question him and say, man, why is this happening, God? And I think he's big enough for it. Um, but why does, so you get to the point where you're like, why didn't you stop this? But then you get to the point where you're like, you can see the brokenness in the world and you can see the lostness in the world. And you can kind of be, I mean, God forbid that all that stuff happened to, the, the part about it to me is I, fourth grade kids, like it's just insane. Um, it's, it's not good to happen to anyone, but, mm -hmm. but fourth grade kids, man, they're just in it. They don't know anything. They're just. And, and this is just kind of a theory about seeing the bigger picture than what, than seeing the heinous act. Mm -hmm. Now this is just a theory, just to kind of back up kind of what I was saying is Somebody, or I'm just going to say somebody instead of a group of people, could have been there and saw all that happen and survived all that. Well, they could be motivated to become like a great counselor or a great missionary, like a American school mm -hmm. missionary. So it's, it's something along those lines that we may never see 
come about out of that bad act, but there there's something in it that we're just not seeing. Right. So it's again, I'm not of course yeah. wanting that to happen, but there's there is something good that's gonna come out of that. So yeah. just, just kind of a you know, theory to kind of back up what I was saying. Yeah. So I don't yeah. want anybody sending me any yeah, crazy. You know, yeah. like bullets when my, my name were scratched on the side or nothing. <laughs> well, hey, if someone's doing that to us, we have more influence than we know, Mike. And mm-hmm. I don't think that'll happen. So. And, and again, like last night, the way the the whole deal unfolded when I was working with that liftgate, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was I was like, I'm going to work till three thirty, so I can get here at four thirty yesterday to do this. Yeah. And me, I just. I can't give up. <laughs> what what I was there to do, I got done. Mm-hmm. But then there was another problem with the gate that we didn't know anything about. And then the customer shows up and on and on. And then the rain would come. So we'd hang out for a minute and it passed. We'd get back out and work and we're trying to figure it out. We called people and uh, and lo and behold, he said, hey, I'm going to come to your church. I was like, well, you can come, but don't come because I'm there. You know? <laughs> so it's awesome. just keep pushing forward, trying to figure out these jobs. And and so the guy can use his truck because that's how he makes his living. Mm-hmm. And so we got it folded up. We figured out what's wrong with it. We know how to repair it, make another repair on it. And just not giving up on that job, he invited himself here. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I gave him the card. And yeah. Like, so just keep going. It's that scripture I was talking about last week when I was wrapping up my sermon. Um, I'll I was like, see, this is what I get for not giving up. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I can't remember, remember exactly what it was I have in front of me, um, but basically it said, uh, do your good works in front of men so that they may glorify God, your father, mm-hmm. and that, I mean, they see that work ethic. I think ethic. it's in Matthew somewhere. It is. Yeah. I just can't, yeah. I don't want to get it. It's Matthew for sure, but I just can't remember exactly where it was. Um, yeah, and that's what that's what happened. You were doing your good works, like not mm-hmm. to ga- gain God's favor or anything of like that. Yeah. You were there. And see, in, I never mentioned anything yeah. about the Bible. Right. I didn't say one word yeah. about it. He just saw your work ethic. You're you're not quitting. You're you're. Go- and he's like, why does this guy care so much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I, it's not. I don't. I don't. But God put this passion in me to where I care a lot, and I want to fix it because that's what God called me to do. Um, I had an opportunity like that this weekend too. I was. At the golf course and this, um, these oh, couple of different... I'm talking about working on the gate, and you're like, yeah, I'm I was about, at the golf course. I'm talking about course. working on my game. I mean, same. We're no. working, okay? I mean, it's work. The word work can be used <laughs> in many different ways. <laughs> I'm working the words here to make it sound like I was doing work. This was the evening, so it's 7.30 at night, so it wasn't like I was there during the day. So, And the, during the day, I'm grinding it out, man, studying, you know, doing all the stuff here at the church, to be, always, always. Um, that little Red Bull refrigerator over there. <laughs> trying to, to keep going. Just, keep going. <laughs> I can't give up. But I was at the golf course, and um, these people started talking to me about different things. I don't know. They were having an election party there that night. Someone's daughter had just won, and so she was excited. And we were just talking, and I told them that I pastored over here at Mount Zion. And that opened up a whole other conversation about church and where they go and how much their pastor gets paid, and which, by the way, way more than I get paid just just if anybody out there cares it was an obnoxious amount I think I would feel guilty if I got paid what this person had gotten paid but that wasn't the point of the story I was just really thrown off by that um the point was I once I started talking about that 
it was like me and these three people just became really, really tight. Like they, they didn't know me from Adam. Mm -hmm. But once I said I was a pastor, and that's pretty sad to me that that name got me like all this. Because what, what had happened was he told me I couldn't practice in this one area, that that hole was closed down. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just quit. When I told him I was pastor at Mountain Zion, he's like, oh, you can practice there anytime you want to. And I was like, no, 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 don't try to, no, it doesn't work that way because then I don't want anybody saying I get any kind of special thing. So we started talking and all these things, but through that conversation, him and another guy that was just over here to the side, wasn't even in our conversation, came up afterwards and said, oh, can I get one of your uh, cards too, pastor? And I was like, oh, I didn't even know you heard me say that I was a pastor. So Do you have a card? Yeah, I have a card. You got a business card? Yeah, maybe. Now, now, would it be a business card? Yeah, it's a business card for is, sure. Yeah. Is it? It's got our church logo on it, and it's got lead pastor, my name, my name, cell phone number, email address, all that good stuff. On the back, it's got our mission statement. You're not the only one out there trying to spread the gospel. <laughs> I'm still pondering the work thing, though. <laughs> that is a stretch. Because what I think is work. It is, is different from what you call in work. Well, yeah, yeah. But, and that but I get it. I mean, it's it's some kind of work. It is true, though. I feel you on that because some <laughs> days I um, will come in here and I'll do what is work, and I'm, I'll go home and go, I man. didn't do anything today. Like, what, what Man, I'm exhausted. Flipping yeah. them pages all day, man. <laughs> it's it's hard. I mean, it, it wore my I got carpal hey, tunnel right now. It's hard. That came you, in my hand. It's harder than you think, my brother. You did, um, You remember the Jetsons cartoon? I do remember the Jetsons, yeah. And I can't remember dad's name. Uh, George. George. George Jetson, yeah. He's like, yo. Rosie was the robot. I can't remember, I believe. Uh, remember Jane, all this. Uh, Mr. Sprocket was oh, the yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. His boy, and George come home and... His wife would say, "How was work?" His man pushing me hard. It's like, look at my button pushing finger, and it's like throbbing. It's like, man, he's killing me at work, and all he does is push a button all day. Uh, yeah, so some, <laughs> some days I work harder than other days. Uh, we watched a lot of cartoons growing dude, up. So did we. We were the same age. We're, That's what I'm we're, saying. We're, we watched uh, a lot of cartoons, and the Jetsons were amazing. I mean, I could sing you the Jetsons song and I, because as you were now, I don't remember names, that well. As you were thinking the names, I was singing the song because that's how I knew the names. Yeah, that was it. And that made me think that they're going to be flying cars by the time we're grown. Like, I they the got Jetsons, these big drones that I think people can sit on. And what was crazy about the Jetsons were it didn't all their houses like have pillars that came up from like the earth, so they weren't really something. like in space or something. They were. I don't know. It's just a, the Jetsons didn't work, but I think I worked harder than George Jetson. This week, push button. I worked harder than George Jetson. So work is different. I agree with you on that. A now, when work, I'm at Target and I see a Jetsons T-shirt, you, I'm gonna get one. You gonna you. get one? Okay, I'm gonna get one for you. Get me one. I'll take it. if it's got Rosie on it, the little robot that did all the cleaning. Yeah, I like that one. Um, we we had one. Rose Haley had Rosie running at our house before I left. Oh, that little the little, little, robot, the little. And I <laughs> and I'm fascinated because that thing it it says you ha it has to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, your your house. Yeah. Well, that thing got under the kitchen table because I'm in the kitchen, and it got in between the the four legs on the chair, and it's just sitting there. I was like, I mean, like five minutes, that thing's like, Rrr. I was like, I wonder if I should just go and pick the chair. Up. <laughs> it thinks it's in a really small I, room. Literally, I'm watching this thing. Just I'm eating the biscuit, and I'm just standing there watching it, just going. It's like. <laughs> Um, so I guess it turned it. I, so work for me, for real, uh, sometimes doesn't feel like work. Uh, but there are other days that feel like. I think it's hard though. Um, 
mental work. I think sometimes it's just as taxing as physical work. I I would agree with you. And me and you being able to um, study and then being able to have conversation. Because when people communicate with you and I most of the time about God stuff, they, they're looking for an answer that they think we you and I have because they think that we're different than them. Uh, we know more than them. And in some instances we do, but in most of them we're just uh, just like them, and we're just trying to figure it out also. But, but when they come to you, I mean, that, you got to be ready to converse. To give an them, answer to give for an the hope that you have. That's exactly right. And you've got to be able to take it and put it in a way that's not just um, what the Word says, like, you can tell them exactly what the word says, but if they're not schooled in what the word means or what it, you know, the essence of it, then they're not going to. You have to talk their language. Got to talk their language. That's exactly right. And and so that becomes work to me sometimes. And so what I'll do is I'll run from that work sometimes, and I'll go cut bushes or yeah. I'll go cut grass. Go do like, work. Go do work because <laughs> it's like a lot easier than that mental work sometimes. It is. Um, and so, but that was fun though. That was kind of the first time. Um, that I've said, oh, I pastor over at Mount Zion, and all these people started asking questions. Oh, you do? What do you? Da da da. What's that? What's your church like? And and it's funny. They were African American. I'm obviously not. Um, and so when I invited the lady, I said, "What is your name?" And she told me. I said, "You should you should come and hear me uh, talk." I just like you know when you talk to some people and you get a good feeling from them, like they're just fun and like you could tell they're the, they're a good person. Like she was that person. She was way older than me, probably in her seventies, eighties. Very sweet lady was picking on me about my golf game. That's what started the whole conversation. Was she out there playing golf? No, no, no. She's riding around the golf cart. Oh. And 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 when she the first she time was she was doing saw my me, job. The first time she <laughs> saw me, she doesn't know me from anyone, and she says, "I'm better than you at golf. I saw all your shots out there." And I was like, "Wow! Like I don't even know you." And so I told her, "You probably are. I'm terrible because that is a true statement." Um, so that started the conversation. And then I started talking to him and told him I was a pastor. And then I said, well, you should come see my church. They probably say, you could play better if you'd stop swinging. (laughs) (laughs) I said, you should come visit our church. And she said, well, are you going to be nice to me? Is there anybody there that looks like me? And I was like, honestly, there's not as many people there that look like me. I said, so, yeah, I think it blows people's minds whenever we break down the the racial (laughs) divide that everyone just is ingrained in people and they don't even know it's in there. But when a white guy just randomly starts talking to a whole group of uh, people that aren't white, it raises their, you know, their um, curiosity. I would mm-hmm. say that in a couple of different situations. And I love it because, I mean, that's how God created me. Um, you and I and others, uh, there is no racial divide. Like, we don't, we don't care yeah. about that. There's a, there's a <clears throat> sin and there's a saved divide, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that. I could care less, and I think that helps. So every chance I get, I was talking to a young man yesterday, every chance I get to be the white guy in a room full of not white guys, I'll take it because mm-hmm. it helps it break down walls little by little every time. And there, I have African-American friends, pastors that do the exact same thing in the, uh, in the, in the opposite setting. Every mm-hmm. time they're the only black guy in a white room, they'll do it because it's like, let's break this down because we, the church, the believers, have to be the one leading this charge or else is going to continue to be this divide in our country. And all of this points back to the same thing, sin. And it all points back to what we originally started talking about. People are hurting out there and lost and don't know what to do. And so they're going to, they're going to respond with rage and um, just do God-awful things to other people. Uh-huh. And it all comes from a feeling of um, I'm not accepted. Like I'm different than you. Uh, no one loves me. No one cares about me. And so I'm just going to respond in a certain way. And the whole time, if we can intersect their life at some point with the gospel and say, no, 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 no. I may never love you enough to, 
to meet whatever need you have in you. But let me tell you about the one that does. And if we can do that, then we're we're starting to make a dent. We're starting to make an impact on um, this world in, in those small ways that, like you said, we may never see the fruit of all that, mm-hmm. but it's what they called it. That's what God and Jesus have called us to do. It's the instruction. Be the salt, be the light, <clears throat> little by little. Yeah. And, and I'll, I would also add, too, that just when I talk to people, Again, you know, we, we've all gone through crappy things in life. And it's like, well, this is what I wanted to do. or this, But this is what I should have done. And I think people are, again, when you're transparent, you just be you. Because if you wear different faces around different groups of people, you're going to get found out eventually because you can't hide from you. You, the real you will eventually come out. Mm-hmm. And Paul even said that about Peter. Now, Peter was the rock. He said, when I was over here, Peter showed up. We're eating with the Gentiles. But when a certain group of Jews, when in that conversation, it was a apostle Jews, you know, saved Jews mm-hmm. that believed in Jesus, showed up. He said he withdrew from the Gentiles. That I oppose Peter to his face. So we're nobody's immune to it. Nobody can do it under our own power. Because if we did it on our own power, we're gonna do maybe not to that degree what happened in Texas. Mm-hmm. Or when the churches get bombed, I think it was South and North Carolina several, several years back. Uh, we're we're gonna do well, they made me mad. They they came and kicked my dog. So I'm going to go over there and burn their house down. Mm-hmm. I mean, just anything we can do. If you do something bad to me, I'm going to come back and do something 10 times worse to you. Mm-hmm. But it says, don't repay evil for evil, but let good triumph so that evil can be defeated. We don't, we don't like that. Because <clears throat> in that sense, if we let God be God, and he says vengeance is his, he's going to repay it. Well, we may never see justice rendered. I want to know they're going to suffer for what they did to me. Mm. We may never see that. Mm -hmm. You just have to believe. You have to have that same faith in God that he exists. You have to have that same faith in him that he's going to render justice on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet, and it's extremely difficult. It's hard. Extremely difficult. And so when you, and when I, I talk to people, and something like that comes up, that subject comes up, you know, I'll give them some of the stuff that we've been through. I said, we we don't know, but we got to have faith that he's going to take care of it. Now, this is what Mike wanted to do, mm-hmm. but that's not what Mike needed to do. Mm-hmm. Because all you're going to do is just, you know, go up and kick the hornet's nest, it, it's not going to be good. <laughs> You're just making things worse instead of... Because if if somebody has done something to you, let's just say trespassed against you, and you go back and you trespass against them, well, if they've already come against you once, they're going to come back again. It's it, at Field McCoy's. <laughs> it, it's never going to stop. Eventually, somebody's going to have to stop it and hopefully not by losing their life. Mm-hmm. So usually the bigger person, and I think, 
like you mentioned earlier, just about manhood, being a man, a male, we have, when we grew up, our vision of being a man is distorted. We believe the wrong thing. A man's prideful. You know, he's strong. He's always got the answers. He, you know, he can push the trucks up the hill. You know, he provides all the money. He does this. It's, it's not that way. A man provides, but a man also loves his family. He spends time with his family. Um, he knows when to set his pride aside and, and admit when he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Vile language is not a loving man. You know, degrading women is not a loving man. And these people, because uh, in the man's world, pornography is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, would you really want what you're lusting after, after to be in your life every day? Mm. Would you trust that person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's- you won't trust in your life. You're like, I won't respect. Well, the, usually the first ones that start yelling they won't respect are the ones that don't give it. Yeah, yeah. Respect um, is a two-way street. I always, mm-hmm. uh, anytime I'm starting out with a new group of individuals, uh, teenagers is what I've worked with the most. So working with those football players and baseball players and basketball teams at <coughs> Mount Zion High School, that would be the first talk. Every time I go there, the very first meeting we have is, you respect me, I'll respect you. Because that's mm-hmm. where we got to start at. Like, we don't know each other from anything. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know you, you don't, we we'll don't know. We'll start our, there and we, we'll work our we way up. We don't know our backgrounds, we don't know anything. <laughs> Um, but anyone that's ever been upstairs in youth ministry, especially when we had like, I mean, 50 or 60 young men up there that, that maybe a couple of them heard the name Jesus, but weren't living for him, man, starting with respect really got respect because it was like, okay, this guy doesn't think he's better than us. This guy doesn't know us. And we're just all going to start at the same common ground and that, and it worked. And some of those kids are, I would say some of the most impactful ministry opportunities I've had and in, in experience since I've been here. But Jesus was all about um, the same thing you're talking about. I think really the word that we could put on what you just described as meekness is, is, hum, is humility. Mm-hmm. Being able to admit I don't have all the answers. There's something bigger than me that does have the answers. And, um, and Jesus was always living out humility, practicing humility uh, to the point of if someone... Um, dogged him out or you know said something he just almost laughed about it like yeah okay you're right i'm just gonna i keep mean some people will get mad if on. you look at them it's like <laughs> you get mad at everybody every day <laughs> some people just wake up angry every day and, I, and i'll say i've been that person before where you start and it, it for me i'll speak for me it's all i can speak for but it does begin with a little bit of pride um, either someone hasn't responded in the way I want them to, mm-hmm. either they didn't treat me the way I thought they should have treated me, they didn't do whatever I thought they should have done for they me. They didn't do it the way that you would have done it. Yeah. It's like, and well, so, you should have done it. Yeah. Then. So they, <laughs> <laughs> been told that a couple of times. Um, there's one person in my life that can tell me those type of things, and I have to listen, and she knows who she is. Um, but that those things in my life usually begin with pride, and it's until I get to the point of admitting that and stepping away from it and 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 uh, 
really humbling myself before God takes those things out. And so if I ever notice that I'm waking up in bad moods or if I'm um, just walking around in a bad mood or every time someone says something to me, it stirs up something in my emotions of anger or, or whatever, I have to go check myself and say, okay, mm-hmm. what, 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 what is this pride thing? What, what, what do you, what's got you feeling this way? Like what, what has someone not done that you think they should have done <laughs> that you need to take to God and say, I'm content with it because whatever it is, it's, it's making you act a certain way and that's not who I am. And so um, pride is huge. And Jesus is always talking about being humble. And I think we're in John 13. Um, if we were to do the, keep the Bible study going that we've been doing. And that's where Jesus washes his disciples mm-hmm. feet. I mean, and they're like, wait, you shouldn't be washing our feet. We should be washing your feet. Like you're the, you're the king, you're the Messiah. We're, we're just nobodies. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Like, this is how it happens. If you want to be first, you're last. And everyone's above me. I'm just doing what my father told me to do. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is obviously huge on meekness. And I think that um, as we try to impact an evil world, we have to go into it um, humbly, um, um, I don't know the word to say, but we, we want to go into it with meekness, but we also want to go into it with assertiveness. Like It said, be innocent of doves and shrewd as a snake. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, I actually had to look that up. I was like, shrewdness? So I, I said, I'm not really following that. But just be transparent, be innocent and truthful, but be on your guard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be bold in your statements. And you I know, stand your ground. The young lady. Uh, <clears throat> but I don't, at the same time, I don't believe, now just me, probably what I've been called to do, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and argue with you about what the Bible said. Yeah. that That's not in me to do. It's like, well, I don't believe it. It's like, you don't have to believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said that on Wednesday night, and I thought that yeah. was good. Like, like I'm not going to argue with you. If you don't believe it, okay. That's I'm not right. saying that's good. Like, I'm going to head on down the road <laughs> talk to somebody else. Jesus told the disciples, we said it before, but look, yeah. if you go to a certain town and they don't accept you, dust a, uh, shake the dust off your sandals mm-hmm. and move on. You head know, on down the road. Yeah, I said, I mean, some, somebody's out there going to listen to you. Somebody needs to hear it. And if this person's too prideful, where they don't think mm-hmm. they need to hear it, then move on and, and keep keep rocking. Um, and so that's the, that's where we are. But I think, uh, Wednesday night, uh, one of the young ladies, I was so proud of her too, because she's a, about to be a college graduate next year. Oh, the she, girl that was right there in the yeah, front. Yeah, just started talking. I don't oh, know. She, I never know how we're allowed to use names on here. I don't ever want to use someone's name and them not let us. She probably we'll would just say a member. A member. Yeah. Started talking. And I thought she it was like. She nailed it. Yeah. I, wanted I was to like, be, that's it. Yeah. She summed get up it. everything <laughs> we had said that night and just into one nice little, um, what well, we said in 45 minutes, she said in like five. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you get it. And it was really good. <laughs> My prideful self wanted to be like, who was your youth pastor? And it was like, oh, it was me. So, yes, take that. See, she had some good training up in there. Um, but I didn't say anything. We just kept rocking. Working. <laughs> Working. See, that was, part, <laughs> that was part of that work that you say I don't do. So um, that was good. But she said, I agree that there are going to be people in this time that are going to be asking God, where are you? God, mm-hmm. wh- why did you let this happen? And we all will. And we will. And I did, you know. But she also followed that up by saying, but there's also going to be people because of this go, where do I find hope? Like, where is there anything to look forward to in this world? Where is their joy? Where is their peace? Yeah, they got and, to have something to hang on to. And that also yep. is coming straight from God. And so that's the, and I noticed the motivating the, thing. And I noticed a picture because it's on, all over YouTube. Oh, yeah, of course. And 
I've seen it before, but I really didn't pay much mind to it. But I didn't watch the video, but you just kind of roll over it and you can see a picture. Uh, <clears throat> news, a, news reporter was talking to a dad that lost his daughter, and he's holding the picture of her. It's mm-hmm. like they, they've got to have something in these times to hang on to, some one to hang on to. Let's just say a, a crusader went down there, a missionary, again, might. Many of them may come out of this situation to go down there in times like this, like when these storms and tornadoes hit, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, well, there's rescue teams that go. We're on the way. Sometimes they see the storms coming and they go in pre-stage. Unfortunately, like this, you can't. So you have to kind of go after it happens. Well, they need somebody to hang on to, and they're just they're just pouring it all out. It's like, <clears throat> and they pretty much know if it's a counselor or a missionary. I know Franklin Graham is really big on doing things mm-hmm. like that, and he they're probably already down there. <clears throat> they're probably there that night. Uh, they're hanging on to these people because they know who they are. And so they're going, instead of going to the police and the sheriff, they're going to the people that talk to God. Mm-hmm. Like, I need something. It's like, we have, we have what you need. Yeah. We know where, what you want and what you're seeking. We can tell you how to get it. And so they're, they're hanging on to that stuff. And, and then in those times like that, it's, I need something. It's like, you do. And then people are like, well, God, where are you? Why didn't you do something? He goes, I am doing something. You may not see it, but I am doing something. I am, like Jesus said, it says, I wor- I do the works that I see my father do, mm-hmm. and my father and I are always at work. It's just constantly working. And, and I'm like you, it's like, God, you might need to come down here and we need to have a talk. <laughs> and he'll say, I'm there. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about? It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? <laughs> God's going to point out all the ways that he's, if we, if God did come down here and we tried to, uh, <clears throat> the defense attorney or the prosecutor maybe and mm-hmm. saying, these are all the things that why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And God would, would rattle off all the ways that he is doing that. that and we, we are, we don't understand completely. And someone said that Wednesday night, and I'll give it back to you, but someone said, you know, they think about what happened in Texas and what's happened in other places. There was shooting at a Bible study in another state and all these things happening. Um, and then to think about the open doors that we have at high schools and middle schools around the county here in Clayton County, um, where not only are the doors open to us, but they're almost, they're almost like, in, they, they are not almost, they are encouraged and more, more than welcoming, like, please come in, like, tell us all about this God that you serve um, and how he can impact our school. And so we have those kind of good things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence, we need to keep going. Like, don't stop. Don't get yeah. tired of don't work and, and, and get bogged down with it, but keep chasing after those things. And so we have these opportunities to where we can be alert to the next person that's feeling lost, feeling dejected, feeling bullied and all this stuff. And we have the answer for them. And so for us at Mount Zion, I think the word out of that is that we – stay the course that Mm -hmm. we might never see the fruit of whatever we're doing but there is fruit growing there's things happening and and we just have to stay the course not give up 
that's the Galatians verse that says, "Don't grow weary in doing, doing good. good. Just yeah. keep going, keep going." And that that becomes hard sometimes, but it is the call to mm-hmm. keep going. And Paul was said it probably a few times. He said, "You keep going even in trial, trials and tribulations." I'm kind of paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't remember word for word. You keep going and doing what you do because you will receive the crown of glory for eternal life. Mm-hmm. So you just keep going. You, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. It might seem like it's going to take a while, but 70 years is going to pass very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, um, let's just say lifespan of a, of a person, 75, 80 years. Yeah. We're halfway there. <laughs> over. Yeah, over halfway there. <laughs> Yeah, so, and something I wanted to bring up about people, it, but it's mainly when a tragedy hits like this, or they hit rock bottom, and not not just because of what happened in Texas, but that situation, people hit rock bottom. They just they can't. It all it seems like every turn they make, their life is falling apart. They're like, God, where are you? Why aren't you doing this? And again, we just get focused on that one thing. It, if people go through and read the book of Job, mm. and I'm not talking about he lost everything and God gave him all back. That's about the extent of people know of Job. But between probably chapter 2 and 38, Job in his three, technically four, useless friends that showed up to support him. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't do a whole lot for him. And then in chapter 38 of Job, God shows up. And I'm just going to kind of open it up. It says, this is Job 38. It says, then the Lord answered Job, because Job is talking the whole time, because I want God to come down here, and I want me and him to hash this out. Mm-hmm. And what is going on? What have I done? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. his friends kept saying, apparently, yeah. the youngest friend did not. The, the first three said, you apparently you've done something wrong, you have sinned, and that's why this is happening. You're getting punished for it, yeah. And Job is like, I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> so God needs to come down here, and we need to work this out. He mm-hmm. needs to answer me and tell me what's going on in my life. So in chapter 38, guess who showed up? Mm-hmm. God showed up. <laughs> says, then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. He said, who is this that, who obscures my counsel with ignorant words? Sounds like us. Get ready to answer me like a man. Oh, there's that man thing again. <laughs> when I question you, you will inform me. Where were you when I established the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. And then he, go, you know, who who put the world together? Who hangs it? Who holds it? You know, and then he goes in, you know, when does the... The animals give their baby, you know, give birth to their babies and all this. And all through that, God says, if you know, tell me. Because we get focused on one thing, but God knows it all. Mm-hmm. And God's like, I've got a bigger plan here. Mm-hmm. Just like with Joseph in Genesis, when his brothers uh, sold him into slavery. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't like him. Now, his dad could have been a, you know, Jacob could have been a little better dad. Right. It's like, I got seven sons, but Russell's my favorite. Yeah. He made no bones about it. Mm-hmm. His brother's out working. His brother's like, let me get that coat. 
Now, I'm going to get that code and say, here comes that dreamer. <laughs> now, in those days, dreamer, I was like getting cussed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got sold in slavery, went to Egypt. Uh, he got accused of adultery, raping a wife, got thrown into prison, and then he became second in charge because God was working. But we had no idea he was working. Mm-hmm. And then his brothers had to come to him to get food because he stored up food. And it says what you meant for evil, God used it for good. Mm-hmm. So God can turn any situation around. Mm-hmm. And just like he did with Joe. Yeah. Like he did with you and you and my uh my life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if that shooter I heard he got shot, but I don't know if he died. Uh, if he's alive, he could change that guy's life mm-hmm. for the better. He could be the Saul that becomes Paul. Because mm-hmm. remember, Saul was a murderer. But people that read the Bible, they they praise Saul. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul, mm-hmm. Like, he was a murderer. Well, but we do, like him. I do think he died, <laughs> but you're right. There are, there are dramatic changes that can happen in people's life, no matter how um, much. And then the worst... Bad the person in the Bible, and he even said he was the worst person, became the greatest apostle. Mm-hmm. He did the most work out of all the apostles. Mm-hmm. So he could have been like number 13. Mm-hmm. Unlucky I mean, he, 13. Uh, he reached the epitome of bad <laughs> and the <laughs> epitome of good mm-hmm. in, so in he, one lifetime. Went, in one yeah. lifetime, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's an amazing story. Um, but... It, and so the young lady was saying there's also looking for hope, also looking for joy. Where do they find it? And then we around here can look and see all the good things God is doing too, whether it's in our membership, uh, the relationships that are being established. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, and I hope others have noticed, but there's just a sense of camaraderie, um, fellowship with amongst the members here at Mount Zion that is growing there are people that are older um adapting to hanging out with younger people um discussions in our class i think are helping with that Mm -hmm. um we're all starting to see the need no matter what our age is we're all starting to understand we all have a role in this body of christ and and god is blessing that in huge ways and i mean the ways that we see are financially huge blessings um for the first time in my tenure at Mount Zion, we've been here since 2004, and I've been on staff since 2008, but we've been in the black, which is a good thing, um, for our budget for like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say a month and a half now, which never happened, ever. And um, so God is pressing in on people's hearts to support the ministry, mm-hmm. to do these different things. I've watched um, new yoke fellows be ordained as deacons and mm-hmm. are serving now with more zeal and go than than I've seen out of a lot of people in a long time. And so that is super encouraging. Um, yeah, it seems that the new ones that came in and got ordained are the ones that are wanting not to do just that one thing or whatever deacons mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. has to do. Of course. Uh, they're, they, what do you need? Yeah. We're there. Yeah, absolutely. And and I get it. You know, you, if you do something long enough, it kind of gets mundane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they're fired up and they're ready to go and it's like if you if you keep that attitude there i think if you have the mindset this is what god has asked me to do this is what i'm going to do 
But then I think we kind of lose focus of our calling if we get some kind of a title before or after our name. Because then the, that title, we make that title who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, no, if you get so wrapped up that you're afraid of losing that title, mm-hmm. you've lost point. I you've lost your focus. Two weeks ago on uh, Wednesday night Bible study, uh, <clears throat> the topic was surrender. And some mm-hmm. of the questions were going down talking about exactly that, asking, has there ever been a time as you're leading that you – um, tried to hold your position or you tried to do this and tried to do that and for the majority of the people in the room I was really encouraged because the answer was no and I was mm-hmm. and I agreed with them I said I, as I read through this I never thought about any of you guys I thought that we were all coming from a place of, of being humble and just I mean we almost are I won't say we're too humble but we almost need to take a little more credit for what God's doing in our life like um, we're quick to say um, well, I can't do that, or it's not me, it's just God, and really it's not me, I get that. But God has given everyone specific gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes just say thank you and be like, God is working this thing in me, Mm -hmm. and not so much to push it He's using me to get something done. Yeah, and so I see that in people. And so I'm really encouraged by that, and just I always say I don't care if we have 100 people in church or, or 50 people in church, if those people are growing, um, and they're walking, that's what I'm seeing. From the front, that's exactly what I'm seeing in people, which is motivating me to keep going because if people are trying to grow and do things, then I better keep growing and doing things or else they're going to be like, you're why, out. why are you in charge? You're out. If you're not going to... You're going to get demoted. <laughs> yeah, and so they motivate me to keep going. And, and, and God is doing some really neat things amongst us, and he's moving people in, he's moving people out, and, and the whole time his work is being done, and so it's really encouraging to me. Um, and then when these kind of things pop up and cause you to say, God, what are you doing? You have to sit yeah, back. I'm, and, I'm working. Rem- yeah, I'm working. You have to sit back and remember all the things. He is doing because he's doing a lot of good things in this world and he has called us to be the ones that help people see that goodness and so every opportunity you and i get we have to jump on it every discussion has to be gospel centered it doesn't have to be religion centered where we're all being all holier than now and talking about this that and other and looking down on someone's sin but it does have to be gospel centered where we're listening with the ears of jesus and saying I hear what this person's telling me, but what are they telling me? Like, what are they mm. really saying about their life? And what, are they, what? how can I respond in such a way that doesn't give them the answer that makes them feel good, but gives them the answer that's going to point G- them towards give, the Holy Give God. them the truth. Yeah. Don't, don't make them feel good. Yeah. Don't, don't set that out as the goal. It's like, well, I thought you, you cared, and that's why I'm talking to you. I'm like, I'm giving you the truth mm-hmm. because I care. Mm-hmm. It's like, because there's a lot of things in here that I do, and there's things that I want to do. The guy's like, no, you don't do that. Right. No, you, you, you can go do that, but don't do these other three things. Go do that one thing. And it always, It's like, but but the three things are fun. He goes, they might be fun, but they're not going to last. Yeah. You go do that thing. It's like, well, that sucks. He goes, yeah, but it's good for you. Go do it. <laughs> Eat your broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the bread alone. Um, <laughs> and so that's where we get ourselves in. It's just, it's the same thing that Jesus was preaching to all these people. The root of every bit of this is just separation from God and and not having an awareness of, of how much he wants to use you for and how much he can use you for. And until we get to a point of, like you said on Wednesday night, of true repentance, of not 
I'm sorry, God, and come back tomorrow, and I'm sorry, God, but true repentance where you feel it in your heart, and, and it's like, I see this is damaging my relationship with God. I have to get it out of my life, and then go to him and ask him to remove it and really mean it and try to do it, um, then that's when the true change happens. That's when God's uh, goodness is revealed even more and more and more <clears> to <throat> us because God is holy and God is just and God is righteous and all of those things. Um, and everything he has to offer us, it's all for good. Mm-hmm. There's nothing he's going to give us. He, As Jesus used the story, he goes... Who among you would give your kids a scorpion if they asked for what an egg? Something like that, yeah. He said, if you evildoers and pagans know how to give good gifts to your kid, how much more good will your Father in Heaven give to you? Mm-hmm. It's like, kids, he's not going to give you anything bad for you. Mm-hmm. It's all good. And sometimes the good just, it doesn't feel good, but it's good for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when you get sick, some medicines are like, no, no I'd rather be sick than take that. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to help you. Mm-hmm. It'll make you feel better. You just got to get past the taste of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we were talking in class this past Sundays. It's like God gave all of this. He didn't have to. He gave this. He gave this. He gave this. He gave his son. And he continues to give us blessings and blessings and blessings. So if he gave all of this for you, shouldn't you give all of you to him? Mm-hmm. I mean, you belong to him anyway. Mm-hmm. Of course. Which goes back to the pride thing. Do I got this all together or is God the one that has it all together and I'm no. following? Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> and so uh, I think um, I, I'm encouraged by just where we are as a church, where we are, where I am as a pastor, where I, I see our leaders are at as, as they're leading. Um, it's just an encouragement. I think we have a really, um, we have an opportunity in the next months, years to, to really make an impact. And I pray that um, everyone sees that. And I pray that we are able to um, embrace the call, I guess, uh, to be in a neighborhood and a community that's hard to be in. If that's, fair to say. I mean, we're in a transient community where people come in and people go out and, and they don't really come to Jonesboro or Clayton County to plant their roots. Settle down. To settle down. It's kind of like a transition. They come place. here to raise hail. They come, yeah. They're like, <laughs> they come here. I told my brother or somebody the other day, it's like because people move here and they think they're coming to Atlanta, the big city, and it's going to be like uh, jobs and all this stuff are going to be abundant. And they get here and it's just life. Like anywhere else, it's just mm-hmm. life. It's what I've learned by, I haven't traveled the world. I mean, I've been, I've traveled the world in the army, and but I haven't been in like different cities, but I've been to the Midwest. I've been to uh, the Northeast. I've been to the South. And no matter where you, I've been to uh, Puerto Rico and, 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 and Canada, these places. I don't care where you go. It all looks the same. Mm-hmm. There's Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell, wherever you go. And people are all just trying to live life, raise their kids, raise their families, and figure it out. And the only thing that's constant through all of that is God. That's the mm-hmm. only thing. Everything else it's is the only pe- thing that does not change. Everything is every, everything else is people just being people, and we know how messed up we are. And so uh, I'm encouraged that we're doing this thing here in this community, which it's hard, and, and sometimes it's like, I'm just going to go anywhere else. But then God reminds you of the call, and God reminds you of the importance of encouraging the, the, the least of these. He said, whenever you give 
the least of these, he rattled off water, food, mm. clothes. He said, you do it for me. And so that helps me see that I'm not doing it for any other people um, on the side of the road holding their signs and all this stuff. I'm not doing it for uh, any of these people that are not paying their bills and coming to the church asking for money. I'm doing it because God told me, this is where I'm planting you. This is where you're to grow. And this is what growth looks like here. Mm -hmm. You're to serve these people. So that, like you say, no matter how dark and grim it looks, at at some point there's a silver lining and Mm -hmm. these people are witnessing there can't be I mean, change. you got to have some sort of light to see the darkness. Yeah, and I think that's why I was <laughs> encouraged and why I mentioned uh, hanging out with the people at the golf course, breaking down that racial barrier. So where, look, I'm just a person, you're just a person. And I told them both. I invited them to church, and I said, I think the more you and I do community get together, the better it is for the world. And they both said, I totally agree. You know, I agree. Let's do it. And so I don't know if they're going to come to church or not. I invited them, and I hopefully they and hopefully they do. Now, one guy said, which I think was funny, that don't act like you don't know me when I get there. And I was like, dude, if you come, I promise you, I will know you. Like, I will be so encouraged by you being it's here. Something I thought of yesterday <laughs> when they when the guy shows up from yesterday, I was, oh, yeah. I was like, tag, you're it. <laughs> that's right. that's the deal. I get them here, you take over. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so I'm <laughs> vice versa. When the guy I met shows up, I'm saying, this is Mike. You need to go in his class. Like, <laughs> he'll walk with you every day. So good stuff is happening. Um, it's it's a hard world, but the world didn't just become, didn't just start being hard. Like the no, world. It's been, been this way. It's been this way. I was reading, like I said, way. I was reading Genesis this week because I'm preaching on Abraham and Isaac this Sunday. And so I went back and read everything that happened up until the point where Abraham was called. And because my thought was, okay. Why was Abraham so faithful? God, what did you do all through his life to get him to the point where he would be willing to sacrifice his son or at least be willing to... Yeah, I mean, yeah, what did God do with Abram? Because he was a pagan. Yeah. He came from Ur. Mm-hmm. He was a pagan. What was it about him mm-hmm. that... Because he didn't see anything Mm-mm. until Isaac showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean... Now that you mentioned it, he he God didn't do anything for him. No, there were several things I wrote down as I was reading through the scriptures. Not, not nothing, but like the drastic miracle, oh, yeah. no. like Isaac being born to a ninety-year-old woman, mm-hmm. or you know, parting the Red Sea for Moses. He, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything like that prior to Isaac being born. Mm-hmm. If anything, it was Abram and Sarai, uh, Sarah, um, and others. They were around just sinning against God. Like doing mm-hmm. these things, all his sons, a lot, all these So what people. are we going to do? Well, God says do this. It's like, has he showed you anything? Yeah. Did he show you his ID or anything? Uh-huh. I mean, what? where's God? God were, spoke to me. It's like, are you sure that was God? Or yeah. was that like a Friday night at the pub down there? <laughs> are you sure? We so, haven't seen anything. Yeah. He's like, it's too late for me. So you, if God's going to give us a son, you go over and sleep with the young chick. Yeah, so, yeah, that's one of the things I mentioned, and they're like, they made all these things where they tried to go around God and do all these things, and God was still faithful through all of that and, and still used Abraham for um, obviously big yeah. and, and they said powerful that's things. Found, well, in the Bible, founding father, you know, <coughs> mm-hmm. was it Abraham, I, Jacob, uh-huh. or Isaac, uh, and Jacob? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's and like, so, but Abraham was a, was a pagan. Mm-hmm. And y'all glorify, y'all glorify. Abraham and these men over God. Mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of things that Abraham did. I mean, when they went into the city, he lied and said his wife was his sister yeah. instead of his wife because he said, they're going to see you're beautiful and they're going to try to kill me, just take you. <laughs> he said, so we'll lie. He did all these shady things, and which is a great story in the Bible because it shows us that no matter what we do, God can still use us. Um, and so I was encouraged by that. But I wanted to know what are these things that happened in Abram's life that got him to the point where he would be willing to... He, I don't know that Abram thought that... I guess Abram had faith that God was going to provide something other than Isaac. He just had to be willing to do it. But I bet there had to be a moment as he's walking up to that mountainside with this wood and, and all this stuff that he thought, maybe this is going to be, maybe it is going to be Isaac that I have to sacrifice. You know, it might mm -hmm. be. And, and then God stepped in and did this dramatic, or, you know, he could have, thing. He could have looked at Abram like he looked at David. He saw his heart. Yeah. Just like he saw Job's heart. Yeah. He said, he's full of integrity mm -hmm. he, he's a good guy he's mm -hmm. a he's a straight shooter <laughs> Satan's like skin for skin it's like okay <laughs> go do your best I thought that was a really <laughs> cool uh, story we I, I was on I'm on a search committee for uh, another part of our association and um, they're um, we used the first Samuel scripture where the where Samuel is trying to anoint God is anointing the next king through Samuel and he goes and he's all of, Dave, all of David's brothers, they're like, oh, this is the one. No, this is the one. No, this is the one. And it gets down to where no one's left except little scrawny David. And mm -hmm. he comes forward and says, no, this is the one. Like, we judge by the outward appearance of what we see, but God, God looks at the heart. Looks at the heart. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing about you and I. People would look at you and I and be like, them two? Like, why would, no. Does anyone at your church look like me? Or like that lady mm -hmm. said, do, does anyone look like me? Or And I'm like, look. God sees our heart. It's like, I don't know. How do you see yourself? Yeah, we don't see all that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think we have this chance, like, honestly, to to make a change in the world. Um, and it's going to be a, I'm not going to say God won't do massive things, but I think it's going to be a small thing that is bigger than you and I know. Because if he moves too big, we might get a little scared. <laughs> We would. It's like, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> and so that we got to be content in these little things he's doing and just knowing, like you said, that it, God's working it all to the good. Romans eight twenty eight says that, that God works everything to the good for those who are called and are working according to his will and his plan. Um, and we have to just stay in that. And that's hard sometimes, but it is worth it because there is a... There is an end road, and the end road is eternity in heaven with God the Father, and we just have to keep our eyes fixated on him. So as we try to go through this world that is full of darkness, that does have sin, that does have, we will never understand some of the things going on, and it's not meant for us to understand everything. God says, my ways are not your ways, and your th my thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord of hosts. And that becomes more and more evident to me the closer and closer I get to God. And so what he's called us to do is remain faithful to remain steadfast and not give up because in the midst of all the chaos and all that God is working and God is moving and people are being saved and lives are being changed and marriages are being healed and relationships are being restored and for that person that feels totally separated and left out God is revealing his plan to them also and we are a part of that and we have mm -hmm. to stay we don't have to stay false positive because there's a real reason to have real hope and real positivity and we just have to stay um, diligent, I think. Is. Um, speaking of positivity, uh, mom called. Yeah. Last week, I think it was one day. I was out working. I was out working. <laughs> you probably really were working, sweating and everything. Physically working. <laughs> and he goes, hey, it's just one of them days. I need to call, talk to somebody 
positive. I was like, well, they must have been busy. So he called me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's ever called me and said they needed to talk to somebody positive. And you're the pastor. I know. I know. That's why I know I re- that's why I know that it's God's grace and mercy. Because if, if I'm not talking about him, it's hard to talk positive. <laughs> like he's the he's the only and that's it. I'm a work in progress when it comes to that. But God knows that. He knew it all before he called me to this position. And so mm-hmm. for someone out there, they also need to see um that he can work miracles even in the pastor's life. <laughs> that I don't have it all together. Um but yeah, it's been good to be back, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like it. And so we got some encouragement this morning before yeah. I hung up the phone. It's like we all need to because I'm missing them. That's amazing. Yeah, I just got a text from a guy, uh, the gentleman that does a bunch of the. He's a plumber and he does some work here at the church, and also did some stuff in my house. But he said, "Hey, Pastor, good morning." And I said, "Good morning back." And he said, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I haven't responded to that yet." But he said, "I just drove by the church and I saw your church, your car up there, so I was just making sure you're all right." I thought, "Oh, that's sweet." So, see, we are making an impact on oh, people. Can I read you that random text I got oh, yeah. since I got my phone? Please do. It was Wednesday. Who was it from? Uh, I'll tell you. I don't know if he won't. Oh, he's a he's a believer. Uh, we've talked oh, before. Oh, you're talking about the one that was the encouraging text. Yes, yeah. the encouraging text. Yeah. Um, he knows who he is if, if he's going to listen to this one. Mm-hmm. Now, this was Tuesday at 7.50. And we Did haven't, you need to hear something positive Tuesday at 7.50? Uh. Probably I don't necessarily day. need to hear it, but it's always welcome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <clears throat> I was like, maybe I needed to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we haven't texted and talked. So the last one we got was July, and that was probably last year or June. Wow. Uh, well, it had to be last year because we're not in June or July yet. Uh, it says, hope you have a great day today, brother. Just remember that this, that Psalms 37, 23 says... The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Be encouraged, my brother, to know that every step that you take today in every situation that you encounter today, the Lord had already been there making the way for you. Just trust and believe that if you stop and listen for his voice, he will direct your steps. I love you, my brother. Be encouraged because the Lord loves you. And I was like, that's awesome. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote him back. I said, also, to add to an already great word, <clears throat> let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That's Colossians 4, 6. And that was actually the word of the day okay. on Tuesday. And then I added, you just lived out this verse. A great word. I'm very grateful and humbled. By you and your words. Thank you, my brother in Christ, and hope to see you soon. Yeah. And something like that, just to get randomly, I mean, it'd carry you all the way through the week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you, and I've, I, I showed Haley that, and I just read it to you guys, and whoever's going to listen to this. Uh, it's, it's things, the little things. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd take you on through. Mm-hmm. And especially like if you are a, a pastor or you, lead a life group and it's the the bible is your is your life but then it also kind of comes your job because mm-hmm. you've been called and you answer the call so sometimes it does seem like it's more work and an enjoyment but when people out of the blue said oh yeah 
God loves you, and I love you too. You keep going. And God knows we need that encouragement, yeah. and so I, that's awesome when people do that. Um, so, so, yeah. I appreciate it, Mr. Texter. Yeah, I read did. it. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really good. So, yeah, keep stay in the grind, people. I don't know where you're at in your walk with God. Maybe you're just starting it out. Maybe you don't have one. Um, God is big enough for all your questions. He's big enough for wherever you're at in life, and he's wanting to have this relationship with you. You were, in fact, created to have a relationship with him. He provided the perfect way through his son, Jesus. He provided the church to be the people that are around you, to encourage you, to lift you up, to help you walk through this life together, because it's not easy for any of us. We all have our struggles, and we're not called to do it alone. God calls us to to, to work and to live and to do with people. And so that's what the church is here for. So we would love to have you join us at Mount Zion if you're around. If you're not, then get somewhere. Go to wherever church is by you. Find a place to serve. Find a place to use the talents, the gifts that God has as given As long you. as they follow the Bible. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go, just go to some random church. Make sure it's yeah. the Bible. Um, <laughs> but use your talents, use your gifts, all those things to serve the Lord. And I promise you, whether or not you see the fruit God is working, and there is fruit to be to be harvested that he that he is uh, producing. And so, stay so keep the faith. Yeah, if you're not a believer, become a believer. <laughs> if you're fulfilling the great commission and spreading the word, keep spreading the word. There you go. That's a good word to end on. All right, Mike. Appreciate you. We'll try to catch up again. See you in another three, four weeks. No, no, no. We're not waiting that long. <laughs> Next couple of weeks. All right. God bless. See you, Thank folks. you guys. Like and subscribe.